This isn't a D&D podcast. Uh, not really. It's only, allegedly, a D&D podcast. This isn't a group of seasoned tabletop battle veterans. No. This is a group of disaster humans out to roll bones, make questionable jokes, and possibly, if they're lucky, find some kind of story along the way. And they're guided gently by me, a sentient dumpster fire. We just wanted to be extremely clear about what y'all are getting yourselves into. That being said, welcome to Horizons Point, you goddamn nerds. Let's get weird. Citizens! <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. Allegedly. Oh, allegedly. <laughs> Shit. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Listen, listen, listen up, Tens. A six and a half is speaking. <laughs> Citizens! <laughs> Welcome to Horizons Point, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Allegedly. Jesus fucking Christ. We're doing a great, we're doing a great job today. Guys, we're so off the rails. I don't think that that's abnormal for, hey, if you've ever listened to this podcast, I don't think we're significantly different than we usually are, but man, we're, we're in a place today. And, and if this is we? your first time, mm-hmm. welcome. welcome. This is totally this is, normal. This is about what you're getting yourself into. Anyway, who are we? Well, we're going to fucking tell you. I'm Ashley. That's me. I'm your DM. My pronouns are she or and today, DM stands for your dangerous mustard. <gasps> I am just dripping out your hot dog all over your shirt, all over your pants, making a huge mess. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> your faces are excellent for this audio-only medium. <laughs> I'm so upset with you. I don't want to play anymore. Speaking of dripping out your hot dog, making a mess <laughs> on your pants. No, no Adam! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adam. They them playing Ginny. Also they them. Fucking Christ. Signed up some pledgers. Dropped in on the edgers. No news to report, so we got some tattoos. <laughs> then out through the fogs, our science mom slogs and gives us another thing we must do. Me and the crew are up and leaving town again. Searching for Aaliyah's paramour. Aoife and Brand say we are helping a friend. But I fear this will be so much more. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone had a minimum of one little guy that they were using to help them vibe to this song, which is the only thing that you can do. The best of my Jenny songs are when the crew vibes along. Speaking of vibes, mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm Carol. I'm she, her, playing Eva Donahue McKay. Also, she, her, bracing for a bridal blab fest. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of dangerous mustard. Um... Wait, no. <laughs> back to dangerous mustard. <laughs> Today's dangerous mustard back. <laughs> My pronouns are uh, dangerous slash mustard. I'm Paige. I'm doing it out of order today because 
that's where we are. Because you have no, you have no respect for humanity. I have no respect for for uh, conformity. Nor should um, you? I played Brenna. I'm trying to get through this because I have a dangerous mustard story. Okay. So I have a friend who recently went to Paris, and the gift she brought us back was a canister of really fancy mustard. And it's extremely good and it's extremely spicy, but every time we put it on a sandwich, we have wild fucking almost hallucinogenic level dreams. So we have decided there's something wrong with this mustard. No, I think the mustard was made exactly as it was intended, Paige. You see, if, if, if you're able to source it from Europe, a lot mm -hmm. of the European mustards do include the wormwood that they make you cut out. And oh, that's see, what attributes the hallucinogenic properties. There we go. That's today's absinthe fact, folks. <laughs> a nice looking piece of pizza adam <laughs> pizza has entered the chat <laughs> it's not pizza it's DiGiorno. <laughs> wait <laughs> speaking of DiGiorno, do you guys want me to deliver you a recap yeah yeah <clears throat> after a tense back and forth in the semi-exploded junkyard team tbd finally managed to successfully talk down colonel reed thorborn aka not hans or franz the leader of the strike team with some help from Willa Morrissey and very little help from Matthias Treadway, shit bridges, you convinced him of the truth. They weren't immortal, and they were just temporarily stopped from aging, and Vic Erasmus didn't give a shit about them. Shocker. A combination of several sessions worth of very good persuasion checks and the Gash spell Aoife had cleverly dropped uh, a little while back. I'm led sorry, him to the what you... spell? I'm sorry, the Gash spell. Thank you. It led him to uh, give you some pretty helpful tidbits. He had in his possession a handheld one-way teleporter that was meant to take him, and only him, back to LA upon completion of their mission. It'll take work, but a Smarty Pants team member should be able to alter it so our heroes could teleport to the city as a group and also not land directly in front of Vic's door. He also confirmed a lot of what's already been said about Eliza Duke. She and Vic had a falling out, but he doesn't know what the fight was about. She's been imprisoned, but is often forced into public to smile and wave and act as a figurehead since she's too much of a cultural icon to do away with entirely. But he also gave you where exactly she was being held, along with a general overview of the layout of the city. When asked his opinion on how to proceed, Thorborn suggested taking out the engines. It would be difficult and risky to try and get into the engine rooms, and he doesn't actually know how the systems work. But it would be a surefire way to cripple or crash Liberala completely. After splitting from your new... allies... Allies? Allies, I guess. You all made a pit stop at the Cochran Brothers' house, since Aoife had heard some constables muttering disparagingly about them. All is well for the boys at the moment, but the trip wasn't a waste since the team all finally got the magic tattoos I've had at the ready for y'all since quite literally episode one. So, yeah! You then called Aaliyah to come help you through the fog and meet up with the rest of the God Squad, plus Orion. They'd been working non-stop in Aaliyah's cabin, with Constantine going so far as to give himself creepy light bulb eyes. But they'd made some pretty intense breakthroughs. Not only have they figured out how to get Braith out of the creepy magic sword, they've also realized that the sword's demiplane is directly connected to the plane of death. Aaliyah is hell-bent on getting there and asking the entity she thinks is Henry to just fix everything. I'm sure that's gonna go fine. Well, we'll see what happens when y'all wake up. But first, Aaliyah and Aoife need to have a little chat that's been a, a long fucking time coming, probably. So all of you uh, prepare to go to sleep. And um, 45 minutes later, Aoife, you feel something just sort of gently shaking your shoulder. Aww. I do hate to extricate you, but may I have a word privately? Aoife slowly pushes the heads off her tits. Morgan's head clunks on the floor. She does not wake up. <laughs> Brenda's head clunks on top of Morgan's head. She also does not wake up. <laughs> Aoife just... 
All right. And she sort of opens the door to the cottage and gestures for you to walk right outside, just outside the door, not far. I just don't want to be overheard. This feels like I'm going to get murdered, but all right. Well, I'm not going to murder you. If I was going to not murder someone. You. Oh, I could murder you if I wanted. Yes, you could. Thank you. She placated, shuts the door, <laughs> sort of <laughs> leans against the side of her house and looks up. So, um, you do have in your repertoire the um, spells that can remove the effects of the book. Mm -hmm. Do you have the spell that can do it very quickly? I uh, do. I, um, not necessary for right now, but if you would not mind, if it comes down to it, and seeing my old lesser self would in any way help our cause once we are there, I would like to have that as an option, because I don't know if he would much like what he would see now. You've sacrificed a lot in your efforts to get Henry back. Yeah? I don't know if I would put it quite like that, but I suppose yes. Tell me about him. Tell me what you love the most about him. Anything. Story. Smile. The moment you knew. We were... It was not our idea to partner originally. The way that it works in Labowl is good matches are made for you. And I was one of many possible matches listed for him. And he asked me if I would be interested in going to dinner with him sometime. And I told him no, because I wanted him to pursue me. And he very respectfully nodded and said, oh, I understand. No hard feelings. And I was furious. And so... The next day, I came to his office, and I informed him that we were, in fact, going to dinner. And he told me, well, I actually have plans this evening. And I said, correct, with me. And in that moment, he understood. Even before, I was not good at speaking to people. You know me as I am now. And you know that <laughs> I am certainly, shall we say, charisma is not my strongest asset. But even before. It's your dump stat, yeah. It is my dump stat. Even before, though, I was shy. I was quiet. I was easily intimidated by large groups of people. So in that moment, he understood without me having to explain, which I do not believe I would have been able to do, why I had said what I said and what I actually wanted. He did not judge me for it. He did not make me speak on it any further. He simply nodded, cancelled his plans, and went to dinner with me instead. It sounds like he understood you for you and the decisions that you made. For who you are. Yes. Aoife gestures to the light bulb eyes. Tell me why this would be different. I am not the person that he loved anymore. Do you want to be? Not for nothing. Not if I can't have him back, no. But if I can, then yes. Roll an insight check for me, Aoife. 27. <sighs> she rolled an 18 on the die, but she can't beat that. I rolled a 19 on the die. <laughs> She's lying. She wants to be that again, and she feels like... You sense fear there, almost. It's very hard to get a sense of her feelings and her emotions when she's in this state, but you almost feel like she is afraid of trying to be that person again and failing. Can we try something? Can I peel back just a couple layers? And you can read the book again tonight if it's too much. I won't take all of it away. I have existed in the midpoint for quite some time, so if you would like to take me back there, that would be fine. I have... That will be three remove curses. And I have just enough spell slots to do that tonight. Okay. So you cast remove curse on Aaliyah a couple times and you watch as her, her eyes go from this, like, 
shining light bulb down to that kind of like what they were when you first met her, where her like her pupils are made of light and she has that like oil, that kind of like oily sheen over her eyes. And she sighs and looks tired. Take a deep breath with me. What did your wedding dress look like? She goes quiet for a while. Like she didn't expect necessarily to be asked this question. And it's almost like she doesn't understand what she's supposed to say for a second. And she blinks a couple of times and stares at her feet and not at you. <laughs> I can go first if that'd be easier. What, what did yours look like? Well, I say having above table pulled up a reference photo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me send you my Pinterest board. (laughs) (laughs) I knew everyone was going to assume that I was going to wear something sexy and structural and show off, you know, my cleavage and all that. And, you know, when you just know that the person that you're marrying sees you for all the parts of who you are and not just who everybody else sees you as, and you just... It lets you be that person that he sees you for for just today. Brenna, you're asleep. I'm sorry, I dropped it in the chat because I was hoping you guys wouldn't see it. It was just for, for Adam's benefit. Paige wrote in the chat, ah, naked wedding. <laughs> Which I needed because I was about to start crying. So thank you for that, actually. You're welcome. So I chose a dress that was flowy and lacy and soft and God, he was the only person I could be soft with, you know? And I wanted him to see that. And sleeves and just flowers everywhere. And I wore my hair down. And it was just, I don't know. I just, for one day, I got to not think about what it was like to just survive and to be hard because I had to be. And I got to be, I had to be a fairy princess for a day. Sounds like it was lovely. It was. Tell me about yours. It cost a lot. Not financially, I mean, but to have this wedding at all emotionally, it cost us a lot. We destroyed our schedule, essentially. We were in the middle of working to come here, and we could have postponed it, I suppose, but we didn't want to. I didn't want to. And everything there is rank uniforms, looking like everyone else who does the same job as you. It's hard to carve out any semblance of individuality for yourself. I didn't know how to start doing that, not even to begin to talk about how I was supposed to, what, feel pretty? Why would I ever bother? And part of that is, yes, where we came from, not a lot of focus placed on such a thing but also like you said I, I didn't need to he saw me he saw me not the doctor not the researcher not what anyone else ever saw he saw just a person and I'll never know why he liked it but he, well, he liked what he saw but he, he did and he's the one who helped me pick it I understand that's not really what's supposed to happen but he knew what I would like because he knew me and it was it was so simple just a simple neckline no no sleeves white one of the simplest fabrics I'd ever seen 
but it was mine. It was a... I was the only one who had it. It was just for me, and it was just for him. And that is what was important about it. I haven't thought about that for a very long time. I use this book for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. When I feel these things too much, I, I can't do anything. I think I sat on the stool at the duck, I don't know how long, until they made me get up and come identify the body. And then I think I sat on that stool for hours, days, weeks. And eventually I had to come up for air. And it sounds to me, Aaliyah, like you've been drowning yourself for a long time. Eva holds out her hand and says, let me pull you up for air. I wasn't there. They were there. She was there. I wasn't there. And what if I had been and I could have stopped it? We get to answer that question together. You think I haven't asked myself that every day? I wasn't there. He was alone. He woke up in a cold metal body below this city, not knowing what had happened to him. What if I'd been there? What if I'd been able to stop him from running into the fog, from following Hazel? But how do you, how do you, how do you keep going? How do you keep moving? How do you keep being a person every day, knowing that you will never know the answer to that question? I just kept walking in my mind. It's like, I don't know if you feel this way, but it is like I was sitting in a well. All I could see around me were the walls of the well. I took a step forward and I felt the edge and I came back to the center and I went another way. There was the wall and I came back to the center. And every day I walked to those same walls and one day I could go a few inches further. And one day there was enough room that a beam of sunlight came in. The well's still there. I'm still in the well. But it's big enough that people can get in it with me now. The well expands and the sunlight can come in. But you have to let it. Roll me a persuasion check with advantage. 26. She's crying. You can see tears running down her face, but it's like she doesn't know that that's what's happening to her. She doesn't seem to acknowledge it. She doesn't seem to, she still has a pretty neutral expression. There's just tears streaming down her face. If you're going to break down, might as well be in front of the other widow, right? And she almost smiles and she reaches out her hand. Aoife casts greater restoration. And you watch as for the first time since you've known her, her eyes fade to blue. And you watch her legs wobble, and she falls into your chest and starts weeping. And Aoife just takes her to the ground and just holds her. At some point, she cries herself to sleep against you, and you are able to, like, take her, carry her inside, and, like, put her in one of the many piles of people, I suppose. Jenny pile. Jenny pile. (laughs) She puts her with Morgan, because she's like, it's not going to be Constantine. (laughs) And Constantine's like one being back over from Jenny, and I feel like there's a good chance she'll roll into Constantine and then yell it. This feels the safest. And then she puts her head on top. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you are you are able to do that, and 
everybody successfully gets in their long rest, though Aoife and Aaliyah will be waking up a little bit later than everyone else. So morning dawns, uh, who's, <laughs> Jesus Christ, actually, you still might wake up, make up before these two motherfuckers, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Unless uh, Brenna and Ginny, do you feel like you're waking up early for any reason? I mean, like I said, Ginny does wake up at a normal hour now. Oh, but only, I thought that was only when there were mimosas. I thought that was a joke specifically about, I sh- I'll wake up early when there are mimosas. Oh, no, it, it was more about them begrudgingly becoming uh, responsible. So they're up and now no one else is up. So I guess we're frying some fantasy bacon. In no world is Brenna awake. <laughs> no. <laughs> Brace yeah. would have been up, done like a full workout. Oh, like, completely. Would have like cleaned prayers. the house. The, the sword is hers. vibrating. Like the sword looks uncomfortable somehow. <laughs> the sword is trying to do the like, the different uh, ringtone vibration <laughs> patterns. Like, brr, 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 and Brenna just keeps like squeezing it to snooze it. <laughs> so yeah, eventually Ginny, Ginny wildly enough is, is the, actually Morgan will probably wake up around, around the same time as you and she will come and help you make some bacon. But I think once the the smell of breakfast starts going through the cabin, which is once again, very, very small, I think everyone else will start stirring. As everyone gets up, Brenna mm-hmm. steals their blankets <laughs> and just makes her bow bigger. <laughs> While I cook, I do, I do look out the window periodically to see slash hope is my bacon cooking drawing anyone in from out in the fog. <laughs> It's monster. I have bacon. not given not up breakfast. on making friends. Would you would you like to waft some bacon out the window and see if you can attract a cryptid to come and eat it out of your hand like some sort of terrifying eldritch baby deer? <laughs> I wasn't starting with that, but if you're offering it, yes. Okay, cool. Roll a luck check, first of all. Wait, which is better though? Because Jenny wants there to be creatures. Uh we're gonna have a luck check based on what's real. That's a five. Um, roll a, roll a d6 for me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <sighs> Two. That's not terrible. I'm gonna be pissed if it's Scarecrow Boy again. I've already seen him. Is it? Oh no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you waft a piece of bacon out the window and you watch as through the fog there reaches a, a very <laughs> long fingered skeletal hand with huge talons reaches out and just sort of plucks the bacon between two of the talons and begins to drag it into the fog. <laughs> hey, Gid, I think I found one of the U's. <laughs> oh, is fuckboy's cryptid here? Ginny sticks their head out the window after him and calls, wait, you're a fuckboy? <laughs> <laughs> if he's anything like the normal one, yes. Gideon at this point has woken up and is sitting wherever he woke up and is just going, well, I'm, what the f- <laughs> Stop being a fuckboy. I'm not a fuckboy. Or stop being a better fuckboy. Jenny, would you still fucking try to get cryptids to come in here? Well, you could then be one. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be one. Fuck be I'm trying. Be the cryptid you wish to see in the world. <laughs> Eva starts cross-stitching. <laughs> I rolled a 15 on perception. Can I see him or is he gone? And a, a 15 in the fog? No, he's gone. Bye. <laughs> Jenny dejectedly finishes frying bacon. Roll a persuasion check for me. Oh, hell yeah. There's a 22. From wafting through the fog, you hear, Thank you. I really like bacon. 
Ginny just turns to Gideon and says, you see, he appreciates me. You gave him bacon. Where's my fucking bacon? I appreciate you giving me bacon. Hey, hey, fuckboy attitude. So is there anything you guys want to do before everyone sort of gathers and starts to go over the plan for the day? Before we do any anything else, Aoife does want to help Ginny make breakfast mm-hmm. so that Aoife can use her new spell, okay. Hero's Feast. Yay! Oh, god damn it. Motherfucking yeah. Hero's, yeah, Hero's Feast. Feast. What all does it do? I never uh, remember. It does everything. Things. For for okay. for the listener, go ahead and read it out. Your God. <laughs> for the singular <laughs> listener, <laughs> you, bring, you bring forth a great feast, including magnificent food and drink. The feast takes one hour to consume and disappears at the end of that time, and the beneficial effects don't set in until this hour is over. Up to twelve creatures can partake. A creature that partakes of the feast gains several benefits. The creature is cured of all diseases and poison, becomes immune to poison and being frightened, and makes all wisdom saving throws with advantage. Its hit point maximum also increases by 2d10, and it gains the same number of hit points. These benefits last for 24 hours. Everyone gets 16 temporary hit points. Well, Damn. for 24 hours, your hit point maximum is increased by 16, and you get 16. So, Aoife, you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you help Jenny make? Or do you just let Ginny cook and then you just like salt bay magic on what they cook? <laughs> you played it really pretty. Also, can Ginny cook? <laughs> no, Ginny is literally just <laughs> frying bacon. Yeah, Eva, like eggs, uh, biscuits. Probably better bacon. Pancakes. What time is it? It's time to eat your brunch, Brenna. It's so early, though. Vacation brunch. But okay. It is literally brunch time. It's 10.30. Yes, it's so early. There's. She just shoves a biscuit into Brenna's mouth. <laughs> this is way too early Burn. for me to... <laughs> These are very good. <laughs> so that's... Everybody in this fucking house could eat it, unless you guys don't want to feed the NPCs, in which then they'd be like, well, that's rude, but okay. <laughs> Brenda's holding a plate away from Gideon and is like, you have promised not to be a fuckboy anymore before you get breakfast. Actually, you know what? That's fair. I'm doing my best. I'm Just like, promise you won't be a fuckboy and I'll give you breakfast. I'm Why trying is that hard? not to be. I'm fucking communicating. He looks at Constantine. Words. Am I or am I not fucking communicating now? And Constantine kind of shrugs and goes, I mean, he's fucking trying. I'll, I'll give him that. Is it good? No. No, it's not. But he's fucking trying. Is he trying or is he trying, like, compared to y'all? Look, bud, we're gonna just let him do some fucking baby steps, okay? <laughs> you know what, Brenna? That is also fair. Give if him I the biscuits. Brenna, give him the biscuits. Fine here. Give him the plate. <laughs> he takes the plate and kind of glares at you and goes to sit down. Baby steps for everyone. She blows him a little kiss and goes back to her pillow pile. <laughs> yeah, from, from the second pile of blankets, you see Aaliyah's, like, little fist reach out and go, Baby steps. And then just disappear back into the blanket. Hey, she took some big steps. I will give her. She took big girl steps. And I didn't steal her blankets from her pile. So also baby steps. They're both in bed. Are we not going on vacation soon? <laughs> Get up. The park is opening in an hour and I want to be there. I want to be in line for the Velocicoaster. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so you guys all sit. You have your, your brunch. You sass each other back and forth. And it takes a while, but Aaliyah does sort of extricate herself from the blankets. And you guys see that she is like sort of, she's hunched over. She looks pale. Her eyes look normal again. Can Aoife like help Aaliyah over to the table and like give her coffee and like a biscuit? Yeah. Make her eat. Yeah. And it it takes, you guys all over the next couple of minutes realize that she is no longer under the power of the book. And 
Constantine actually opens his mouth to say something and then closes it and looks at Gideon and Gideon just shakes his head and Constantine just goes back to his food and says nothing. So Aoife <laughs> violently nods and gives thumbs up to the disaster boys. Ginny quietly observes all of this, gives it an extra beat, and then while eating just says, well, if this is the energy of being on y'all's team, I can't see why anyone wouldn't want to. <laughs> Morgan kind of picks at her food and laughs a little bit and goes, this is a much better energy than we've had for quite some time, actually. You're welcome. Plumbies cure everything. What did I tell you? If anyone wants bangs, let's do it now before we leave. So M Morgan kind of looks at Aaliyah like she's waiting for Aaliyah to start the conversation. And Aaliyah is just like poking a piece of bacon over and over again and like just kind of staring at her plate and morgan says okay well um why don't we go ahead and gather in the uh living area and we can talk about what we have discovered and what the plan is for today does that sound does that sound good to everyone is everyone all right with that did everybody get enough to eat when Morgan brings up that point, Jenny realizes they do need another plate full, goes back, and the time has run out and the feast disappears. <laughs> There's still bacon left. It's just not magic. <laughs> <laughs> no longer there's, magic bacon. There's just, there's so much fucking bacon. Aliyah's like, I don't know where you got this. Fog pigs. Absolutely, fog not. Pigs. absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Fog pigs are not cannons. This is Fog pigs are not cannons. Yes, they are. They're magic pigs, so you don't have to kill them or hurt them to get the bacon. No, you mm. just harvest it like you do with like eggs. Yeah. You barter with them for the bacon, and they just slough their skin off, and it's great. And it's bacon. Yeah, and it's bacon. <laughs> they just sit there and they go, "Yeah, that's fine." No. It's better if you don't think about where it comes no. from. You don't want to know how the sausage gets made in this case. Because it's worse than how the bacon gets made. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys all finish your, your breakfasty brunchy goodness. You have your hero's feast. Make sure that your benefits are marked down. And uh, Morgan sort of gently gathers you all into the living area and sort of stands at the front like she wasn't expecting to do this. Uh, looks a little bit nervous and clears her throat. So uh, I wasn't. A, I kind of thought Aaliyah would do this, but um, Aaliyah, would you would you like would you like to do this? And Aaliyah just goes, "No." Morgan says, "Okay." Um, so let's first talk about what it is that we discovered. Uh, we are able to get breathe out of the sword. Um, it should Sick. actually be relatively simple. We may have to, and she kind of. <laughs> Kevin has been like tied up in the corner this whole time. He has been fed uh, non-magic bacon, um, <laughs> but uh, she she kind of goes, uh, "Will someone, will someone earmuff, please?" And uh, who, whoever's closest just goes and puts their hands over Kevin's ears. We're probably gonna have to destroy his soul to make room to do this. Um, is anyone morally compromised about that in any way? We are perfectly fine with that. He sucks. He's not great. That will, however, mean that the sword will be essentially just a regular sword again. Without oh, I kept forgetting I had it, so I didn't even get to use it for cool stuff. When we do this, we are going to need the sword back. <laughs> We've done all the research that we can do without the sword at this point. If we're going to actually do a thing, we wouldn't Swinging need the sword are hard and icky, but I wanted to play with the fire part. Could we just, like, I don't know, zoop something up from wherever it is we're vacationing and, and re-magic it? Can you can you steal a soul to entrap in this sword? 
You're, you're saying that as though that's the morally compromising piece when you literally just told us that we're murdering this person, so... We, he deserves it. What if we have a soul that consents to being in the sword? I'm not telling you you can't put a non-consenting soul in here. I would just ask yourself if that's something that you want on your conscience. That's all. I just want to make if sure everyone consent. is... If they If you find someone who consents to be imprisoned for essentially all eternity inside of a sword prison and then use their life force to power it, I would be very happy for you. Eva looks at Kevin and goes, eh, it feels like we'll end up with another Kevin that way. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like I'll pay a fleet to kill him. Do we him here. have to kill him or can we put him back in the sword? Well, the problem with that is we would have to find somewhere to temporarily house Braith's soul. Would toggles do? <laughs> your, your small mechanical bird toy? Do it. Yes, my That's pet bird. A bird. <laughs> I also have Sealsby, but he's My already fact, mad. She's afraid of birds. I just made that up. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> it's okay, Mom Prime probably has some empty batteries we could put her in. Does Birdifer have a soul? I don't know. That's his business, not mine. <laughs> could we put her perhaps in the bird she's afraid of? I think the bird might kill her. Like. So Morgan, Morgan holds up her hands and goes, so there's no dumb ideas, right? <laughs> this is a great brainstorming activity. This is why you're better at doing this than Aaliyah, because there would definitely be dumb ideas if Aaliyah was doing this talk. The problem is none of these proposed vessels were built with the purpose to hold a soul. Ginny, your mom's, your, one of your mom's, one of your many mom's little toys hold souls, right? Yeah, like I said, we could put her in one of my mom's batteries. Yeah, let's do that. Galia's batteries are too small to hold a whole one. What if we just, like, divided her up into a bunch like, of different batteries? <laughs> Nothing could go wrong, right? What if we put the directions for how to put her back together on the back of the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, since I'm thinking of, about <laughs> home right now... Do I know for sure that she never built a bigger battery? Uh, you probably don't know for sure. You know, you've never, you've probably never seen one just by virtue of the fact that you've never spent a whole lot of time in the family business because you did not want to. But one certainly could exist. If I had known we were soul trafficking, I would have been more interested, I think. So basically, if this is something you guys want to explore, your options would probably most realistically and quickly be talk to Gallia or talk to Mallory. You have seen the full extent of what Mallory has in terms of the, the giant soul gems, and she has not made another one since she has become not the lost girl, so you don't know what access she would have to that. Galia, Jenny, you have not seen one that would be large enough to hold a whole thing, but she may have one. So either one of them could be an option. So the whole point of this is that we want to keep the cool sword cool, but we don't really give a shit about the Kevin part. So what if we go to the fun vacation death plane, yes. we see if we can find somebody who wants to live in the sword for all eternity, and then when we get back, if we can't, then we do the boring science-y stuff and talk to the people who could maybe put Kevin back into the sword. I think this is a really good plan. And <laughs> Thank I you. I think that you did a good job coming up with it. I did, didn't I? <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about what else we have found, which is that this uh, demi plane that exists within this sword is basically the veil between it and the plane of death is extremely thin. So we should be able to relatively simply uh, use use the sword as a jumping off point 
to port ourselves into the plane of the afterlife. And Aaliyah thinks that the entity who lives there will be able to help us. And Aaliyah, Aaliyah's gone down to one blanket now, and she's just like sitting on a. Aaliyah, uh, Aaliyah has not. Um, Aoife, Aaliyah has like not really left your side since this has happened. She's like hooked through your arm, or like is like hugging you around the waist, or is just like leaned into your side. She is. You are now her emotional support blanket. <laughs> We're touching walls. We're doing great. Uh, <laughs> she looks at the group and says, "I'm touching walls now. I'm touching walls." Jenny, they're not anywhere near the walls. What's going on? <laughs> I think something's terribly wrong. So, so after she's done repeating that she's touching walls, Aaliyah nods. I accept that the person who who lives on that plane and runs it might um might not, might not be Henry, maybe, but I would l- like to know for sure. I would really like to know for sure, one way or the other, if everyone if we could do that um oh i hate being like this um i i i think it's worth a trip to see what we can learn from it and what we can get out of it job touching the balls they're, it's like they're walls and then they run away from me and i have to reach out for them again and then they that come means, back and then sometimes they're very close them. yeah but that means they're moving and before the walls are moving, moving. She looks at you in the eye, Jenny and Brenna, and she goes, the walls are moving. Brenna is just like wide-eyed and nodding really slowly. (laughs) Mm -hmm, The walls are moving. moving. She's not coming with us, is she? This could be a liability. (laughs) Brenna, I thought we were the useless ones on the team. (laughs) Do we have to actually be competent now? Do we have to, like, step up? I cannot be entrusted with a life. That's why Penny Jane stays behind. I don't want to be the adult. That's not fun. Or it's fair. just glaring at the two of them over. <laughs> no, it's going to be great. It's gonna I'm so We're going to find out for sure. You had me at vacation to hell. All the walls will be moving. It's wonderful. <laughs> yes. Aoife's just petting Aaliyah with one hand and flicking them off with the other. Just earmuffs Aaliyah slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I will explain the metaphor to you two later, but for now, you're just going to go along with it. She's trying to touch balls and she's doing a great job. As soon as the earmuffs are on, Ginny tries to angle away from Aaliyah seeing this, but is immediately to Aoife like, what the fuck did you do to her? She was the only one acting like a god before. I'm helping. Mm-hmm. You're helping. <laughs> okay, we're going to let her keep touching the walls of the well of her grief. Oh, it's a grief metaphor. You're doing a therapy thing. Okay. I've heard about therapy. People have told me about this before. (laughs) (laughs) Eva slowly takes the earmuffs off, like just hard-eyeing Brenna. So what kind of afterlife plane are we looking at here? Is it like a fire and brimstones? Is it more of just like shadowy fog? Everyone, go ahead and give me either a history check or a religion check. Ooh. I got a 14, because okay. I rolled real good, but I'm bad at those things. Okay. I got a 25, because I rolled really Dumped. good. <laughs> awesome. I got a 19, because I rolled extremely well, and bad at both of those things, but bards add half their proficiency to anything <laughs> they're not good at. So all of you remember that the the basic general origin story is like, when you when you die, your soul goes to the lord's estate where the gentle lord will like watch over you and it's like a very quintessential like heavenly kind of place where it's like all of my loved ones are there and it's beautiful forever and, blah, and blah, all blah, of blah, the blah. peacocks are white 
Ginny and Brenna. Ginny, maybe you just uh, accidentally remember this from some intro class you had at Fisk. Brenna, maybe you learned all this against your will when you were in your uh, paladin sister's head. Who knows? <laughs> um, but you guys remember that the the estate, the home on the estate is called Everhome, and it is basically like a giant mansion that is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. <laughs> So Everhome is like, a, it's another sort of standard heavenly kind of thing where like somehow there's a room for everyone who needs it. So it's big enough to house everyone who's ever died, but also it's never a problem to be able to find your your loved ones who have passed on uh, whenever you want to. And there's beautiful gardens. There's a, a, a rose garden that is like the, the central like focus point of the estate. And it's just beautiful. You, It's perfect. It's heaven, you know? It's that kind of thing. So that is, if the rumors are true, what you guys would expect to find when you went. You're not going to, like, a fire and brimstone hell dimension. You're going to, like, you're going to the heaven dungeon in Persona 4. So anyway, I don't want to add more to our list, but should we look for Orion's parents while we're there, too? Is that part of this? Like, are we going to, like, free a bunch of souls? Should we put them all in the sword? Heaven heist. Can we put more than one soul in the sword? <laughs> I, I, I suppose you could. Okay, great. Then we're bringing a lot of people back. <laughs> you it wouldn't, to be clear, I don't think it would give any benefit to the sword. Like, I don't we're think it would make the we're just trying stronger. to just We're just trying to do a jailbreak. You're just trying to steal dead people. Steal dead people, yes. Okay. And we'll no figure out ideas. locations for them from the sword later. Hmm. Okay. Thank I you might... for giving us a direct channel to and from the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... So, okay. So now we have the power over life and death, and we get to decide who gets to come back and who has to stay forever. Like, if we happen to run into my mother, which would be really bad. There's probably a, <laughs> you know, a delicate life-death balance that needs to be maintained, or I don't know, but maybe reality. deal with that later. That She's a life like stuff. sounds like a theory, maybe, not a law. Maybe mm-hmm. reality could collapse. Sounds like a god problem. It's just something to keep in mind as you're there that maybe, possibly, reality could I collapse. I can keep maybe three things at a time in mind, and you're asking okay. a lot right now. Can one of the three things be, <laughs> there is a finite number of souls I should try to steal before reality collapses? Can you can you try and make that one of well, the three Well, but you didn't things? specify what the finite number is. Yes. So, so how will it, we know if we don't try? There is a finite <laughs> number of souls I will try to steal. Got mm-hmm. it. That, yep, can we done. make it... Two tops. Mm. Can we can we shoot for two? Let's start at twenty five. Okay. Can we let's let's negotiate a bit. Let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna lowball you here at two, and then you came back with twenty five. Same number again though. So that's then how negotiating say, works, Morgan. Let's. Say, I'm saying I start you with two, lowball you there, then you highballed me up here, and now I'm saying maybe five. How do we feel about five? Seven. Five is good. Uh, it sounds Seven. like twenty to me. Mm, okay, I think I'm gonna have I to I came down more than you came up. Let's see what oh. happens. Honestly, we're going okay. to just live in the moment. Okay, we're that's going fine. to go touch all of our walls. That's fine. Great. These are the heroes of our city. <laughs> From behind you here, we're all gonna fucking die. <laughs> Not if we bring you back in the sword from the soul plane. That's the whole point. Jenny has just started singing under their breath. Vacation I think that means we have to go. But one last thing. So when we're only putting five wink. Please don't say wink out loud. Wink. Okay. I learned it from someone in the edge. No. How do we do that? How do we put souls into the sword? If, hypothetically, because we're only going to bring back like two winks with the other eye. That's... 
actually an interesting question because the way that the sword generally works is if you kill someone with the sword, their soul goes into it. Wait, Braith is dead? Well, not in this case. That was a weird sort of... She kind of looks at Gideon. That was a weird thing that happened. And Gideon just shrugs. <laughs> Generally, the way to get someone into the sword is you kill them and that's where their, their soul goes. I'm not sure how the transfer ended up other than weird magics. So there's certainly a weird magic way that you could get an already dead soul into the sword. But the thing about weird magic is you don't really know how to guarantee it. Fucky fog magic. Got it. That's a convenient explanation for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you might, maybe you can try some things and then at the end of the day, if you actually can't take any souls with you, is that really the, the worst thing that could happen? Yes, because yes. we were promised at least 20 souls. That's not at all what I said, but okay. Okay, so five souls or less, got it. Uh, Aaliyah speaks up. There are, there are two logistical questions that we should probably discuss before we do open this portal. One is that I would like to go. I assumed all of you would go, yes. Um, what about anyone else? And she kind of looks around the room. Some of us are going to have to stay here to monitor the portal and make sure that we can get back. Um, but is there anyone else that you would like to come with you? Do any of you have a dearly departed in this uh, from this particular realm that you desperately need to speak to? Cool. Anybody want to come for the lulls? Gideon sort of leans forward and goes, I don't really have any desire to go. I would make a suggestion, though, and I don't know if you're going to like it necessarily, Leah, but on the off chance it's Henry, don't you think Mallory should be there? Oh, the stabby one! She's fun! That's just a thought. Touch balls. <laughs> she she scoots over and, like, touches a wall and, like, tries to look meaningfully at Aaliyah, like, mm-hmm, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Am I helping? She's trying. Right. Oh, Aaliyah breathes very shakily and nods once or twice and says, No, you're not. Um, yes, probably. I don't think she'd respond if I... And Gideon immediately stands up and like locks eyes with Aaliyah and goes, I'll go get her. I don't want to say this on account of the way I think it's going to add time to things. But at some point... An apology is going to have to happen, and I think it's going to have to happen before we go into this dimension. There's, like, a really heavy silence. Eva, I think, turns and, like, puts both hands on Aaliyah's face. You know you have to. I will hold your hand the whole time. Do you think you can face him if you and Mallory are the way you are now? It's not so different from the way that we've always been, but I'll try. But she's got to be willing to listen. She's never been willing to listen before. She has to listen if I'm going well, to... Oh, I've got silence prepared. <laughs> she actually laughs a little bit. Like, there's not, like, any real humor in it, but she does kind of, like, let out a surprise little laugh. And she looks at Gideon and just nods, and, like, Constantine goes and, like, gets up and goes, I'll come with you. And Gideon goes, no, just stay. It's fine. You're going to slow me down. And kind of winks at him and just walks out the door. Ugh, fuck <laughs> oh, boy! <laughs> Constantine puts his hands behind his head and goes, I'm not fucking complaining. <laughs> you just mommed science, mom. You're like some kind of grand mom. mom. <laughs> I will be once I give Constantine's crystal to Gizmo. <laughs> Actually, speaking of, you guys leveled up. So who's got Gizmo points? 
Ginny. All right, what do I do? As Gideon goes to leave the door, he goes, oh, shit. Uh, Jenny, I think this is for you. Uh, pick a number one through 81. 42. Uh, your name is on it. Apparently, Gizmo can at least write your name, so that's neat. Hell yeah. Mm, um, that looks like Finnett's handwriting. <laughs> hey, he's getting I good. I can tell because it's worse than it would have been if Gizmo had written it. Um, Gideon walks in and um, he's holding sort of like by the handle. It is a teapot, but it's a pelican. This is the kettle bird. This teapot is enchanted to look, fly, and act like a pelican. It instinctively seeks out tea leaves to eat and water to drink. Then it finds someplace hot to nest, usually a fireplace or a stove pot. Once the tea is brewed, it finds an empty teacup to regurgitate in. However, kettlebirds are not very intelligent and tends to overfill themselves. If over-encumbered with tea, a kettlebird will drop to the ground and pitifully whine until someone comes to pick them up and drink its tea. That's it. This one's not helpful at all. So I just have a teapot familiar now. You have a like, teapot familiar. Like, I don't do familiar. anything with it. It will just nope. occasionally give me tea. Correct. If it can't give me tea, it will become a burden. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Honestly, this is the best present I could have gotten. I won't necessarily remember to use a thing, but if it's just a thing that will periodically be a problem for me, I love it. So the, the pelican kind of like settles on your on your uh, shoulder, Jenny, and just sort of leans over and goes, what? And kind of spits some tea into a teacup. I, I guess I have the Wait. tea. It's really good tea. I was about to ask if we were going on vacation now, but we're still waiting for Stab Girl. Beef is just going to be psyching Aaliyah up for the apology. <laughs> Aaliyah goes over to the wall and is like slapping her hands against it. Going, touch the wall. Touch the wall. Touch the wall. This is, Touch this the is wall. a wall mover. Touch the wall. Move. Jenny just quietly gets into Eva's ear and Touch is like, does this actually help? Or I thought it was all metaphorical. Yeah, sometimes manifesting the metaphor physically can uh, can help in my experience. It, is she going to be okay to go to hell? Move the wall! She's pushing very hard against the wall. Let me put it this way. She would have been worse to go to hell if she wasn't already like this. Because hell no, it's not him. But they, yeah, they left him in the other place. Why would he be here, right? Also, they all crossed planes to get here. Mm -hmm. Do all the planes share a hell? After a couple of minutes of watching Leah tire herself out trying to push the wall of the cabin to really ingrain this metaphor in her head, Gideon walks in, walks back into the cabin, and kind of looks behind him and like cocks his head. Come, come on, come inside. You really can't. You really can't. Please stop backing up, because if you disappear into- You're the one who's gonna hurt yourself if you disappear back into the fog, you know. Dabby girl, come on! Mallory, We're going to hell, and we want you to come with us! Mallory kind of walks into the room and crosses her arms, and as Aaliyah turns to face her, you see Mallory's eyes actually widen. Are you, like, normal now? Yeah, she's trying to what get better. What happened to your face? We're, we're at the amends part, so just sit down and listen. Mm-hmm. Please just- Listen. Ginny as quietly as they can to Eva is like, okay, but I I can like, you know, intervention her if I need to. They they both kind of need this. Yeah. Brenna goes over and pulls one of Mallory's knives out and gives her a pillow. Here, stab this while you're listening. So you can be quiet and listen, but you have something to do with your hands. Eva just quietly trades out that for a blunted knife that she gave. Well, that's not <laughs> much fun. It's also less likely to kill the person apologizing. Can I get tea from pelican pot yep the pelican leans over and goes what <laughs> 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 my favorite my favorite thing about getting adam little guys is that they get so happy every time i make a stupid new noise 
All right. Everyone who's participating in the healing circle, crisscross applesauce on the floor, please. <laughs> is that us? I think G- so. Ginny is motioning so. between Brenna and them. Morgan immediately sits crisscross applesauce at the circle. Thank you, Morgan. Brenna drags Ginny to sit like behind them, but still sort of in the circle so that they can not be in it, but are still a part of it. Eva holds out a hand to Aaliyah. Aaliyah kind of sits and looks at Mallory expectantly and Mallory sighs and sits down. Eva holds out a hand to Mallory, shakes both of their hands. Okay. Aaliyah, I believe you have something that you would like to say to Mallory. Mallory, I want you to listen and receive this, and then you will have an opportunity to respond. She kind of glares through us. How do you think I kept the Cochran brothers from killing each other as kids? Restraints. <laughs> Brute force, mostly. Stop thinking about Dorsey and restraints, Brenna. You're making the circle weird. Uh, Valerie looks really con- she looks almost too confused with the situation to like fight back she just kind of sits and stares at Aaliyah and Aaliyah sighs and like does not look her in the eye looks sort of like into her own like crossed legs but she does begin to speak I know we haven't always gotten along I know we've never gotten along really but there are times that I have not treated you fairly because I think part of me blamed you because I know he died trying to go back for you and part of me does still feel that but I know it isn't fair and it has recently been brought to my attention that he would not like to see us like this so I would I would I would like to try to do better if you would let me and if you would try, because you don't. And Mallory kind of opens her mouth like she's going to protest, and Aaliyah shakes her head and says, You don't. I tried before at the beach. I tried. It was a long time ago, but I did try, and you wouldn't listen, and I couldn't get through. And then I figured, what was the point? Why would I keep trying if you were never going to listen to me? Why would I keep, why would I keep trying when I knew I was never going to get anywhere? Why would I waste my energy? I had so little left to give. So I need you to meet me halfway, please. For him, if not for me, or not for you. Can you do that, Mallory? Please. And Mallory looks very surprised. Like, she still looks like she wants to protest. She sort of looks at all of you like she doesn't... Maybe she thinks this is a a trick or that you forced her to say this or something. And then she looks back at Aaliyah. I never wanted to, like, fight with you. You know, I just, it was like you didn't even really know what a family was, but I felt like you were coming in to try and steal mine. I guess that wasn't fair, probably. I do kind of still think that you did that, but look, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of fighting with you. I'm tired of being mad at you all the time. I'm tired of us not being able to work together. I'm tired of it being a whole fucking thing for our friends. It's exhausting to be so mad at you all the time. It is exhausting to hate you. I don't want to anymore. So, like, you're not always great at this either, you know? Don't put all this on me. But if you want to give it a shot, I'm going to give it a shot. So, thanks, I guess, for coming out of weird brain fucky land. Because I can't talk to you when you're in weird brain fucky land. Like, not even at all a little bit. She looks at the rest of you. This is weird. 
This is really weird. This feels weird and I don't like it. Shh, you're touching walls. It's very good. I'm not, I'm sitting on the ground. I'm not touching, touching a wall. You're touching, you're touching the, the walls. metaphorical walls. The metaphorical walls. You know how, like, when you're in grief, you're in, like, a well, and then the well expands as you start to, like, explore more? No, the walls, they get, like, way, like, they close in on you, and then you feel like you're um, stuck in, like, a sucking depression hole that you can never get out of. Okay, so we have found common ground for you two to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Good. So, uh, over over the next couple of minutes, they say a little bit more along this, this vein, and you guys have every reason to believe that you've made some progress in like getting them to actually start talking to each other. But this has been a couple of centuries of antagonism. So it's going to take a while. You have made some progress in a relationship that honestly, I didn't ever think that there would be progress made in. So that's pretty cool. Okay, neat. Now can we go to hell and steal some souls? Hey, 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 Brenna. Hmm? Rescue some souls. Liberate some souls. Air quotes. Mallory kind of like winces a little bit and was like, uh, not sure if you should be taking souls. In the afterlife, they do a lot of really like rude testing on the souls. It's going to be better for them. Morgan told us we could take at least 10 souls. (laughs) I I didn't do that. I didn't do that, though. I promise I didn't. Mallory, we need you to come with us on account of um, the way that they're going to try and take more souls than they should. And, and you're good at helping with soul removal. I mean, I was. I don't know really how much of that I still have. It's not like I've Let's tried. Find Let's find out. It'll be a fun experiment. Also, if Braith was here, you'd let her take more souls. Braith wouldn't want to take people's souls. You don't know that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why Would you guys like to go to hell now? Yes. Obviously. <laughs> Eat. Cool. Eat us to hell. <laughs> you me straight into hell. <laughs> this year is upcoming horror. I was about to say, I love that <laughs> Sam Raimi movie, You Need a Hell. Any preparation that you guys would like to do, we can retcon it if you guys want to um, give Mallory some of the, the feast as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aoife saved There's some bacon left. Aoife lined her pockets with Ziploc bags like she's going to a fucking buffet and just stuck a biscuit in there. <laughs> I grew up poor, motherfucker. This is what you do with a potluck. Put it in your purse. Put it in your purse. <laughs> Got Brenna. Aoife just... <laughs> Eva just comes home, shakes out her purse, and like 63 crab rangoons fall out. (laughs) Damn, I missed a couple. (laughs) As you guys are preparing, you see Morgan and Gideon start to sort of like talk quietly as they're like setting some stuff up. Morgan asks you for the sword, Brenna. I'm going to need it very quickly to, 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 you can have it, you can have it back. I just needed to set up the portal. I was more pouting because when I pull it out, it starts screaming. But here you go, I I guess. I know. So you pull the ah! sword. <laughs> yeah, Morgan kind of pets the sword and goes, I know, I know. And she kind of like stabs it into the ground. And Constantine kind of like, Kevin has been gagged because no one wants that. But Constantine sort of like goes to like shove him. And then it's like he remembers that it's Braith's body and kind of sighs and like takes him and like walks him over to the sword. <laughs> All right, you're going to be a conduit. Enjoy that. Uh, you're not going to die, probably. Not right now. Um, cool. We ready to go? Or? Eva links an arm through Aaliyah's and an arm through Mallory's and goes, all right, let's go. <laughs> it's time to go to hell, y'all. So you can see like uh, Morgan sort of says some stuff to Gideon and Gideon goes over and like checks some stuff on the sword and kind of like winces as it keeps screaming. And he like pets it. And he's like, I know, I know, I know. It's going to be all right. You're going to be out soon, I promise. And the the three of them sort of stand almost in like a triangle. 
around the rest of you and they all begin sort of like working their own version of magic but you can see it's the sword that actually begins to glitch almost um like we're in a Bethesda game and anything has happened oh no the sword is like <laughs> twisting in on itself through the floor of the building i punched the sword and it became very long and noodly it's twitching nine feet off the ground and i can't <laughs> jump that high so uh you can see them all sort of working their own like special brand of magic but it is the sword itself that seems to be channeling this you don't know exactly what they're doing but basically they are using their own research and their own uh internal magics to manipulate the portal inside of the sword to get you guys access to the uh the death plane and you watch as essentially a doorway opens out of the sword itself and at the edges of this portal it's sort of blue hazy and through it it's it's like you're looking into a meadow of rolling green hills and blue skies and like the most perfect day that anyone could ever hope for vacation Ginny dives through yeah, <laughs> vacation holding hands with mallory and Aaliyah just jumps in <laughs> constantine goes have fun storming the mansion and <laughs> the portal closes behind you they will be able to open it again but for the time being it is closed so you guys find yourself in this rolling meadow, and it is beautiful, which is the first thing that you notice. It is like every prototypical heaven scene. Thick green grass, tall majestic trees, bees and butterflies and birds and flowering plants in every color of the rainbow. And there's a very neat, very unassuming little cobblestone path leading to a darker, vaguely rectangular dot in the distance. If the lore is true, that's Everhome. Uh, a gorgeous mansion, somehow large enough to house the soul of anyone who's ever died, but small enough to easily find your loved ones whenever you want. It's perfect. There's no question about that. The question is whether or not it's real. Is there anything you want to immediately do as you look around? I mean, perception check? Yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check, everybody. Can I guide yes. myself? You can. Great. Ooh, this dice is hot it's 11. <laughs> 23. 23? 29. Yeah! Ginny, you look down and like a bee has gotten inside of your pants somehow. It's hasn't stung you yet, but it is just buzzing about in your pants. I try and work with him to get him out the uh, little mesh area at the one knee. It takes you a second, but you get it. But uh, Brenna and Aoife, you guys, as Ginny is sort of gently guiding a bee out of their pants, you notice a figure approaching you. You're not totally sure when and how it happened because there was not anyone there that you could see when you first arrived. But at some point, this person has appeared. Um, the figure looks to be female and is wearing an elegant black pantsuit. She's pale, kind of in her mid-40s. She's short and kind of round. Gray eyes, thick black hair, kind of piled up into this knot on top of her head. Um, and she's like power walking towards you. She's almost running. And then as she gets closer, you see that she starts walking a lot slower. Like she's almost dragging her feet. Two of you can give me insight checks. 21. Mm-hmm. 15. Uh, you both see that she looks disappointed as she comes up to you. Uh, there's just like a look there was a <laughs> there was there was like a the look best of insight check i've ever encountered <laughs> they're, they're disappointed you are a disappointment to this person <laughs> no i wish i would have failed this one um <laughs> she looked hopeful as she was walking up and then like as she got closer you see her face kind of falls like she well, has... you could have at least said hi first 
uh, hello, hello, she says. Welcome. Um, I'm, we're pleased to have you here. Uh, my Are name you? is, <laughs> absolutely, it's, it's mm. always wonderful when, um, something, uh, sorry, I'm a little distracted. Uh, welcome. I'm sorry that you've passed away. Welcome to the afterlife. My name is Eleanor Trigg. I am the current major domo of the estate, and it is my job to ensure that you are all settled appropriately. Who were you hoping we were going to be? What? Nothing? You... What? No? Who were you hoping we were going to be? Nothing. That isn't how every life comes to a natural end, and everyone ends up here at some point. And so, at some point, everyone will be here. Right. At some point. Who's the everyone you were hoping yeah, who for? Who are you waiting for? You yeah, can tell us. It's okay. Who take you take care of everyone? Let us take care of you for a minute. <laughs> you work right. so hard. You work touch so balls. hard. Do you want a foot massage? I won't do it for we you. We can but find some walls for you to touch. I've heard that helps. <laughs> They've been really about that lately. Um, she sighs and shakes her head and says, I, My daughter should have been here by now. And she is not. And every time someone new arrives, I think it might be her. And it hasn't been so far. It will be. It just hasn't been. So, What's anyway. your daughter's name? What's your daughter's name? Oh, no. <laughs> she sort of... Orion. <laughs> <laughs> We learn that Orion's trans, but all right. She sort of narrows her eyes. Dorothy, why? <laughs> Did she maybe go by Dot ever? Just out of curiosity. Is that a fun called, little like nickname? Like Dotty, like Dotty, maybe. No. Okay. She likes That's to like, run around and have fun. She, like, she, yay! Does she have the capacity She's... to spit a lot of paper out of her mouth? <laughs> Is that a thing she can that do? last part's a little weird. No, Mallory, do you have something you'd like to say here? Mm -mm. Nope, I sure don't. I sure fucking don't. Oh. <laughs> that little guy did not want out of my pants. Okay, who is this? What's 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 going on? Dottie's mom has got, oh, has got it going. I don't meet you, Dottie's mom. Daddy's mom's got it going on. on. Living in heaven, her daughter's a robot. Look, you have this is like preview for next time. What was that? I'm sorry. Give me the back. What was that song you just wrote? It's not about you. There's a different Dottie. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Have you met my daughter? Because the running around and being excited and yelling yay a lot it's that, it does sound like out of her mouth, it does sound too, like right? did you she the paper the papers <laughs> i didn't experience that she <laughs> did you know her no <laughs> i have never seen that person in my life i've i've never I've... even met a robot what <laughs> what did i have to do any, with don't worry I don't about know it. any robots except for I my don't... husband what? That's it's a fine. weird. Your daughter's not my husband. <laughs> We're off to a super weird start. Mallory, <laughs> how do we kill the robots? I mean, I don't know. Maybe can, they like, just... can we go back real quick and go get her and then bring her? Like, how does the door work? Can they just like open it whenever? Can we knock on the portal? You see, like a zipper, like unzip, and he just like sticks an eye through it. What? You fucking done already? What do you Either, want? No, we need the robot. Go get the Dottie. Go get Dottie. Why? 
Matter of fact, why don't we just go ahead and round up all the robots? We could trade them for the people we're breaking <gasps> out. That's a great idea. Keep the balance or whatever. I'm going to go get the creepy fucking spider robot. Yes. It doesn't seem to want to be there. It's fucking creepy, though. Hey, are you also waiting for someone named Taryn? No. Not okay, to just my checking. knowledge. Anyway, go get that one, too. Mallory goes, hey, guys, I made them at, like, wildly different times, so there may not be, like, a like a connection necessarily. Okay, we gotta try and find Taryn's mom, at least. Okay, look, I didn't really think that... Um, okay, well, first of all, I didn't really think critically about this at all on account of the way that I was, like, a haunted doll. But also, I kind of didn't think that I would ever be, like, faced with someone that would care that I had put a soul in... Uh, how does Galia like deal down. with this? Like, how does she like when someone's like, "Hey, like you took the soul." Like, I hate that. Like, how does she deal with that? I mean, she didn't super care when I was upset about her doing it. Mm. Uh, allegedly, the people that it was getting done to for for battery making purposes didn't know and wouldn't miss it. Uh, also, okay. we're super not going to tell that it was you. Like, we're not going to knock on you. If you were to update matter, my so. knowledge on that front, I might be more upset. No, that sounds, I mean, that sounds about right to me. She didn't do, she could have done the whole thing if she wanted to, but I guess she didn't, which is fine. She didn't have to. Okay, so yeah, if we get, like, the, if we get Dottie and bring her here, and then it's like, hey, we just know, we don't know how this, we don't know how this happened. This, how would we possibly know how we just happen to know of a, a dog we, we just met a robot we just met a robot and sometimes you just meet you know she's probably been they dead know for a about while. the lost girl here jenny pulls That's out penny jane's paper a good question there is nothing in penny jane's paper about the relationship between like the gentle lord and the lost girl like if he knows that this is a thing that happens and just logically you get the sense that like there's probably not a way that he would know because all that happens when the lost girl takes a soul is that someone dies in the fog and then the soul just never goes to the estate. It just goes to the lost girl instead. So it's not like they don't get like invoices. Like this is how many souls you're supposed to receive today. And they could like do an inventory and be like, well, one's missing. <laughs> They're just using the guns to scan them. <laughs> like the they have to take a weekend. On this one to... is off. <laughs> it does explain why she's still waiting for her daughter. Yeah, just based on this conversation, you get the sense that like they don't know who's coming or when, and there probably isn't a way to track that because this woman have not would not have opened this conversation this way if that was the case. So not not a lot of interaction between the two based on what you know. Um, so Ellie, can I call you Ellie? I'm going to call you Ellie because it's adorable and you are adorable. Um, what's the deal here then? Right. Like, what's uh, the sitch? What's the layout? Well, um, there will be a room made for you in the home. Uh, any loved ones that have passed on that you would be interested in making contact with. All it takes is a, a wish and a thought and they'll be right there and you'll be able to converse with them and... Um, that's kind of it. You can explore the grounds. There's gardens and there's kitchens and there's studies and there's entertainment rooms and uh, there's bocce ball. So, <laughs> you know, basically everything you could want. Jenny starts thinking real hard about mom just to see if anyone shows up. Yeah, no, nothing. Nothing happens, Jenny. Well, I guess good. Eva starts to think about her parents. She goes, not yet. Anyone you want to think about, Brenna? Brenna is distinctly trying not to think about her mom. <laughs> She's, She's think just thinking, not human. mom, not mom, not mom, not, not mom. mom, not mom. Nope, 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 nope. Eleanor nods and says, well, uh, I can go ahead and take you inside. And, and she she clearly thinks you're actually dead. So That's there's cool. that. There's no reason she needs to think mm -mm. different yet. Yeah, mm -mm. yeah. 
So I, uh, there are there should be rooms ready for you inside. Um, if you want to follow me, uh, the house will uh, essentially just lead you to where your room is. Uh, and whenever you want to find it, you'll be able to. And that's how it works here. So is there, are there any questions that you have? Is there anything that I can clear up? Are any of you um, immediately experiencing incredible mental trauma um, over uh, 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 anything that may have happened to you uh, recently? I Go mean, yes. Like from... None that I think you're equipped to yeah, help me with. Not, oh, okay. not in a way that... Hurtful, but okay. We all process in different ways. Also, is that like a like a welcoming reception where we get to like I don't know meet the, the folks in charge or like we get to shake hands with the uh, with the big the big guy himself or like yeah when do we meet God? <laughs> well, there will be um, a welcome mixer. There always is. Um, but the uh, the gentle lord himself is indisposed and generally is, uh, so he will come and go as he pleases. He doesn't. Uh, there's not a lot of direct contact for the most part but there will be a mixer with other recently deceased and you can we we'll have um fun games to play where we can get to know each other um Etta's gonna be there so, you know, <laughs> that'll be neat you know who's gonna be there everyone we've killed everyone we've killed <laughs> including Britta's mom can we only, if we like, I don't know, maybe not our loved ones, but we like know of someone's loved ones who are here. Can we think what of What if them? we love Does someone else's ones? <laughs> if someone else's family, if you loved them and if you cared for them, then um, I don't suppose there's any reason why you could not, well, you couldn't find them, friends or or uh, any any such. It has to be, you know, consensual on both parts. Um, but so like if someone was trying to find you, it also has to be consensual. Right. Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Eleanor smiles and says, yeah, well, um, so yes, it would have to be consensual in both parties. Um, unfortunately the gentle Lord, uh, is, is not generally, um, available for a whole lot of conversations one-on-one. -on -one. I hope you understand just a what lot. What if he's my loved one? Um, that I don't think is how that works church made it seem like that is how it works <laughs> he so. just cuts her eyes real hard to Aaliyah and Mallory it, yeah yeah Aaliyah and Mallory is sort of side-eyeing each other and Mallory was like well I mean what if it just what if it um what if I really really love him start like a lot it. do it just do it just don't we don't need to have permission just do like it. what if I just start thinking about him like, like what really if I hard right now she kind of like it. squints her eyes and starts thinking about it and nothing happens I, maybe we have to go to the house Let's go to the house. Maybe, maybe we'll oh, we're it. not in the house. No, you guys are like in the path leading up Sorry, to the house. there was a second bee in my pants. <laughs> this right, just keeps Did you love bees? Are they? Time, <laughs> time, <laughs> time to lock arms and skip down the path Wizard of Oz style. Okay. Aliyah goes, I would read. Okay. Come on, we're skipping. Do, oh, it makes us look very pretty. You have to practice um, joy to let the sunlight in. As you guys begin to skip, uh, everyone give me a perception check. Oh, I'm going to hit a rock. Ooh. <laughs> 23. It's a mm -hmm. now one. <laughs> you see nothing. You know nothing. That is a dirty 20. The bee goes from Jenny's pants into yours, Brenna. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as you are skipping, it becomes a terrible little dance to not get stung by a oh, bee. Oh no, you're so friendly. Please leave. <laughs> like me less. Jenny and Aoife, off to the side of the house, you notice... 
like a lot of you see a lot of green and you see a lot of like spots of color and then you see like the dark house there's like a huge swath essentially of red off to the side of the house and you realize that it is an incredibly robust rose garden and in the lore of horizon's point the life goddess roses were like her thing so that is something that you see as you begin skipping to the house huh does Aaliyah clock this? Aaliyah clocks nothing and knows nothing. <laughs> she got the other B of the two Bs. <laughs> Aaliyah's walking, and that's good. <laughs> and Ele- Eleanor sort of waves you off and waves goodbye and lets you guys go on your on your way. So we gotta bring Dottie back here. Let's check out the house first to make sure this is actually everything we've been told it is, because also if it's a terrible place, we don't want to bring them that's, here. That's fair. That's fair. As you guys as you guys walk in, you do walk into sort of like a like an entrance like foyer area you are wandering through studies you are wandering through game rooms you are wandering through reading rooms you are wandering through just sort of like open rooms with tables uh like rooms with easels in them kind of every like room that you might need it seems to exist in here but in a completely random order so what would you guys like to do what if i call my parents and see if they have any they were, you know, they joined a, a stupid cult and they were known for working around the rules. Maybe they'll know a way around the rules. Oh, there we go. Eva just sighs, thinks real hard about her parents. You do that and you really focus on your parents, close your eyes, squint. She looks like she really has to fart. She looks like she desperately has to fart. <laughs> but it takes a step back. Um, <laughs> Unlinks arms. And after a couple of seconds, nothing seems to happen. Everybody give me an arcana check. Or, or I'll take a religion check, if that's better. Dirty 20. Mm-hmm. And I was 14. Okay. Dirty 20. Whoop, whoop. Brenna and Aoife. Brenna, you see that, like, something is not going super right by the look of confusion on Aoife's face. You guys get the sense that maybe not being actually dead, you can't make use of the property the way that it is meant to be used. Oh, well, that was going to make this a lot easier. You are basically stuck using the house the way that a normal person would have to walk through the house. Wait, so is, if break is technically... Wait, do I have the sword, or do we leave it jammed into the ground? Uh, you you grab the sword with you. They just needed it to um, open the portal. <laughs> Since Braith is in a weird, like, technically not dead, but also maybe technically dead. Wait, Brenna, you're dead. But I don't want to talk to my mom, and I don't know anybody else here who I loved. Do I, ha- do I have, like, a beloved servant <laughs> who died once upon a time? <laughs> yeah, I do. I super do. So I'm going to close my eyes and think about them really hard. Okay, tell me Lurch's about the servant. Birch's brother, Birch. <laughs> Yes, Birch. 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 How did Birch die? Um, he got mysterious death. Yeah, mysteriously died. Mysteriously died. We got closure. No one's sure how. No one's sure how those pack marks are. It took us weeks to get the blood out of Birdifer's feathers because obviously he tried to help and save Birch. So you you close your you close your eyes. And you begin to focus on Bersay. Um, and I, you are technically dead, I suppose, or were at one point. And you, you focus on, on Bersay and being technically dead. Uh, you see him appear in front of you. Go, go ahead and describe, describe this man for me, Paige. <laughs> Looks like he's in a constant state of terror. Even when things are going okay, he's just kind of stooped and horrified at all times. Why are you describing yourself? Oh no, they dissociate. I have to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
looks very looks bookish and nervous and awkward and like <laughs> just a scared little guy just a scared little guy great but also very wildly sarcastic and his eyebrows are very bushy um new fan favorite per se, per se. Um, he's definitely existed the whole time um so you see that he appears very suddenly in the middle of the room that you're standing in and he blinks in uh confusion and mild fear um, because you don't, uh, cause you got a different, you're wearing a different body. You have a different skin suit on. He doesn't know this skin suit. So he looks with confusion between all of you. My dear do, do Brisset, I know you? it's me. I'm so sorry for the unfamiliar skin suit, but it is your beloved Brenna Wenna. I'm right here. I came to see you. Does he just disappear into her? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, begin, he begins to cry and you don't know... <laughs> Really, what the impetus behind the tears the are, but he is crying. Here. Oh, thank God! I'm oh. so sorry we didn't bring Birdifer with us. I know how much you would have loved to see him. I am so. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too, my darling. It's 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 he he like he hugs you a little bit. I'm so sorry to see that you've passed. Um, I know your mother was here. Uh, I heard. Um, I don't oh, want her yes. to see me, so she can't. But I did hear that she was here. It's good to confirm that that part of this place works. So that super works. You think I ever want to see that bitch again? Absolutely oh, not. Me neither. No, I don't blame you. She hey, sucks a lot. Do you want to know a secret? I'd love to. I killed her. No shit. I did. I truly <laughs> did it. Good on you. We joked you know? about it so many times. Good but on you. Finally, I just it's growth. Oh, this is, this is real character growth, and I'm super proud of you. Well, it's it's good to I see you. I love him for real now. I want to bring him back. <laughs> so I, love so I, have a, I have a question for you, that's, and that's it's going to sound a little weird, but yeah. like, do you like it here, or would you maybe want to live out the rest of eternity in a really cool sword? Um, you know... <laughs> You can think about it. We're not. We're not going anywhere. I feel like I need a little more information about the sword, honestly, because that's like. A... <laughs> Brenna pulls the sword out, <laughs> like this. Okay, the screaming part okay. isn't necessarily. You can talk about rad things too, and puts it away again. Okay, so my choices are: I talk about rad things, or I scream. Oh no, and you can do I anything, leave... like any sort of making noise when you pull it out. Whatever, it's it's your creative liberty. This is um... Braith is in the sword now. For now. Oh. And oh, because your she's an anxious too. mess, yes. I'm very sorry about that. Well, you know, things happen. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, did you kill her too? Did you? Not if you did, you can so tell me. Words. I didn't. I kind no, of will. Did a terrible no. changeling show up here at one point? Did you I hear rumors th- about that? I, I don't think they get to go to heaven. Yeah, the Liber Allens. Um, you know, I didn't hear specifically, but like, there's a lot of us here, so I wouldn't necessarily hear about everything. Um, I've been keeping an eye out for Concertine on account of the way, once again, never fucking want to see her again. No, so I'm just she's trying terrible. To keep, my, trying to keep my distance, you know? Do you know my parents? Uh, I don't know. Who are your parents? Oh, sweetie, your parents are paws. Oh, I wouldn't know them. <laughs> that is true. Weren't actually poor. I was poor after they died on account of the way I ran to the edge because they told me the church was going to take me. Oh, I thought they oh, lived out there. that's a much more there. dramatic backstory. Well, how much money did they have, though? Because you could, there are a lot this of people levels. who don't think that they're poor, but then actually they were. Poor Eva. <laughs> look, look, there was a certain kind of person that would like Brenna, and this is it. Eva <laughs> just bold. She's going to answer Brenna's call in the afterlife that is not... Yes. There's a, a certain person. kind of man that would do this, and mm-hmm. it's him. He's standing in front of you. He was just in the Borg. 
But <laughs> well, anyway, I might know. I, mean, that's a no. I don't know what rich is. Perse mm-hmm. um, kind of rubs his hands together and says, "Well, uh, are you are you all getting settled? Okay, or you know, do you need anything?" You don't have to continue tending to me in the afterlife. You should relax and maybe think about joining us in the school sort for forever. I would love a daiquiri. Uh, you can just kind of wish for those, basically. Like those. I wish I had a daiquiri. Want. Doesn't work for you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wish for everyone to have a daiquiri. Everyone has a daiquiri. There we go. So where's where are we supposed to go for the mixer? Oh, that's not going to be for a little while. They don't. Uh, time is kind of weird here, but. Uh, you'll you'll see. It's basically always daytime, but sometimes the moon comes up, and that's when you know that like it's the next day. I guess. Anyway, when the next time the moon comes up, there's going to be a mixer. They'll let you know. Don't worry about it. The house will make sure that you know everything you need to know. Say you you know that you're like the kind of man who's going to know how things work. Wink. Um, outside of maybe what the officials are going to tell us. But like, so how do we like get an audience with the big man? You know, because you know people, you know everyone. Surely you of all people would know how to like swing one of those. Let me see if he knows anything. (laughs) I love this made up person. (laughs) He kind of shrugs. He goes, I mean, I know some stuff, you know, like I've been here a little while now. On a kind of way that I was pecked to uh, die mysteriously a long time ago. (laughs) And very mysteriously. What if I was broken hearted? I bet he was. <laughs> on account of the fact that he had uh, no more live body to pack we, we found him on your chest. Like he was trying to give you compressions to bring mm-hmm. you back. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, just yeah, the last, on your chest. One of the last memories I have is just talons <laughs> digging into the place where my heart was. So yeah, he was probably it. trying just... to do CPR. That makes sense. And he He's just starts chuckling knowingly and is like, yeah. I, I sure do bet you found him right on his chest, huh? Those, <laughs> those compressions are a bitch. <laughs> oh, Eva's just cackling alongside Jenny. So giving you mouth to mouth and definitely not just like eating your tongue out. He's yeah. trying to bring you back. Of course yeah. he was. I wasn't using that tongue anyway. I was dead at that point. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know who this man is. <laughs> I love him. I love Please him. let him come back at the sword. Um, we're stealing him whether he wants to. We won't leave him in the sword, but we're stealing him. He's one of our 15. Yeah. <laughs> Add him to the list. So, um, you know, yeah, I've been keeping an eye out. I've been seeing some things. Um, so he kind of comes and goes as he pleases. He's like the big guy. Like he's, mm, he has like this course. very like mysterious, like, you know, air to him or whatever. Mm, yeah, it's um, very sexy. It's, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's like a, Yeah. She winks at Aaliyah. <laughs> yeah, Aaliyah very quietly goes, okay. Um, touching walls, touching walls, touching walls. Touching, touching walls, touching walls. Letting the sunlight in. Yeah, so kind of like I know some stuff. So like very mysterious air of mystery. Kind of comes and goes as he pleases. But I will say he spends a lot of time in that rose garden. There's a rose garden? There's a rose garden. Oh, it's yeah. actually really hot. Yeah, the DM showed us on the way in. I was too busy with a bee in my pants. So, like, you know how, like, sometimes when you do a perception check, the DM is like, here's a thing that you see, and then it's kind of implied that that's the place that you go next? Mm. That was sort of what it was, but uh, I came out of this, so who fucking cares? Um, (laughs) So, yeah, he spends a lot of time in that rose garden, so, you know, you can see him, but it's like, you go up and you're like, hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, man, you know, this is your whole realm. Like, hey, buddy, what's your deal? And it's like, he doesn't even hear you, which is rude, but... 
It's like he just doesn't make, like you can get close to him. You could even probably like poke him if you want to, but it's like he doesn't, nothing there. Doesn't listen. I know somebody here would probably like to poke him, so let's go. Me. <laughs> and Jenny is already out the door. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm not gonna, if you guys want to go and talk to him, like that's fine. But like, I just, he's gonna like just sit there and be boring. And like, I actually have a board game to get you to. You go do so. you. We'll check I'm in gonna. later about the sword thing. That's God's whole deal. Yeah, what's God's whole deal just like sits there and ignores you for the most part until, I don't know, he gets the whim to not do that. So fucking whatever. Anyway, um, I am going to go play Risk for the next 37 Ever. hours because oh. we don't have to sleep anymore. We're dead, right? Anyway, mm-hmm. you don't have to play Risk. You can play something else. I'm going to go play Risk because I get to have the conquest fantasy that I never got to do in life on account of the way that your mother was a bitch. So... <laughs> This is very, you do you. And again, we'll check in in 38 hours. You have awesome. the best fun. I'm I'm gonna, and you, hey, hey. behave yourself. Wink. Am you I right? too, wink. Oh, love this for you. Okay, bye. We have to go. We can't bring someone who likes playing Risk that much with us. He cannot <laughs> go in the Zord. Absolutely not. I refuse. You make your way into this rose garden and it is like, everything is made out of roses. Like there's a bench that's made out of roses. There's like a pond. There are roses scattered in the pond. There are trees. Somehow there are roses growing out of the trees. Roses don't grow on trees. They do here. Who knew? It is an absolute... Roses grow like mint here, apparently. You can't fucking stop them no matter what you do. And sitting on the ground, sort of a foot or two away from the pool, is what looks like a man. Tall, broad, dark skin, thick, dark beard, uh, wearing like an elegant sort of black suit with a cape. And in the center of his chest is a hole with a silver heart rotating in it. What's up, God? Love the gyroscopic heart. Uh, And he doesn't, uh, he doesn't seem to move when you walk up. That's rude. Can I like inspect the heart? Yeah, absolutely. How would you like to inspect the heart? Take it out and like just like move, work it in her <laughs> just hands. Just no. yank it and like lick it a little bit. I would like to like try to insight check on like trying to figure out if it looks like it's like a construct, if it's like color, like trying to figure that out. Yeah, you can make an insight or an arcana check. I'm sure you're gonna want to do insight. <laughs> you already know. Dirty twenty. This heart is not a construct. It is not made out of metal. It almost looks like it's made out of quicksilver mm, glad we didn't try and grab it then it's it's like not a material that you are familiar with it's something very strange and metaphysical there's something kind of unexplainable about it Alia, uh, what's up with this heart well the um the law is such that it represents all the hearts of the people i don't know if that's true or not in the actuality I, I have as she speaks he opens his eyes oh good you're here I think we'll go ahead and end there for today and we'll uh, pick up next time with what this entity has to say Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate your time, as always. Uh, if you would like to follow us on the social medias, you can and should do that. You can find us at Allegedly D&D Pod. That's the letter D, letter N, letter T. At Allegedly D&D Pod on Facebook, on Instagram. You can email us there at gmail.com. We technically have a Tumblr. There's nothing on it. We technically have a Twitter. Twitter isn't real anymore. Plugs. Uh, 
Any plugs besides our usual? Uh, yeah, the, the, the usuals at this point in real time, I will have actually made appearances on the Reddington podcast, both playing myself and playing a character who otherwise is canon to the world, but only appears in two ad breaks. Hell yeah. So enjoy that until whenever I am actually on for real. Yes, check out our friends over at Welcome to Reddington, and also check out our sister podcast, JK, We're Rolling, uh, a uh, magical wizarding school podcast uh, about three teens who are trying to save the world. Go check them out. And so I think that's probably all we have for today. So uh, yeah, you guys are in hell. Congratulations. And we will (laughs) catch you guys next time. Back in hell. (laughs) Hell (laughs) magically. Beautiful. Oh my god. I love you guys so much. What sound do pelicans make? Adults are usually silent. In aggressive and sexual encounters at the colony site, they emit frequent low, brief grunts. <laughs> oh, give me Good. a second. I found it on YouTube. Good. Please, please. Can please we, can play we hear? the sexual grunting of a pelican for me. Google sexual pelican grunting, please. <laughs> Turn on subtitles. Oh, they could hold three gallons of water in their throat sack, just like Jenny. <laughs> 